Welcome to the Explore with Visit Bradford podcast, helping you discover everything Bradford and District has to offer. Whether you're after incredible history, entertainment, the great outdoors, shopping opportunities, luxury dining or fantastic museums, this part of West Yorkshire has something for you. I'm John Foster and in this episode we're taking a closer look at the Bradford District. We'll find out about the movie star railway that runs through this part of West Yorkshire, chat with a playwright and actor from the city about the incredible art scene and get a bite to eat in the town voted the UK's best place to live 2022 by the Sunday Times. We start this podcast in Shipley at Tyro Studios, just 15 minutes from Bradford itself. And I'm sitting in a beautiful, open, clean, minimal studio space, which on the card in front of me says, hosting a curated range of creative workshop and also lifestyle events. With me is Yvonne Abawaji and Israel Hobson, who are the owners here. Yvonne, it's an amazing place, this beautiful. Tell us what happens here. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we absolutely love the space. We wanted to create something that was um, minimal and um, peaceful and so people can come in and be inspired. So we host a range of creative workshops. So we host everything from painting workshops um, to flower arranging. We have um, calligraphy. I'm I'm looking at my husband. (laughs) Macrame. Any sort of creative um, workshop you can think about. Yeah, we host that here. We work with a range of teachers and artists around the Bradford area and we present these workshops to the general public. Israel, why? What's the ethos behind this place? Um, I think it's just about, for us, for Yvonne and myself, it's an extension of how we like to live, how we like to try new things and how we like to do that with other people. Mm. So in a way, it's an extension of our house. I wish our house was as beautiful as this space, <laughs> but I think that's, that's the ethos is come in, sit down, try something new, have something nice to drink while you're doing it and just um, have a bit of me time. And what's the reaction been like then from people in the Bradford area? Yeah, so far we've had a great response from people. Um, We get it a lot. People are like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what Bradford needs. I'm like, oh, thank you. (laughs) We were hoping so. (laughs) So we've had a really, really good response so far. Um, People love the experience. And I suppose people can come in here and try the list of things that you um, suggested there. Maybe if they feel a little bit inhibited, they can come in on their own and and break the water and see what it's like. Or you get groups of people in who just want to try something completely different. Yeah, actually, we were saying um, a while ago that a lot of people have sort of changed the way they do um, group events or after work events instead of going to the pub or um, going out for a drink, which a lot of people don't do. They are looking for more experiences to do as a group. So we do have a lot of um, colleagues get together. They're like, oh, we'd love to come in on Friday after work. Um, Can we book all eight seats? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. So it's just a different way, a great way to get the group together. We have families wanting to come in together, um, people coming in for birthday parties, just something different to do um, than the the usual. So a work bonding occasion or just a celebration? Yeah, absolutely. The, The vibe is quite different when you have a group of eight random people who don't know each other to when you have a group of eight people who are family or friends. Um, But both of them are fantastic. Obviously, we love the idea of eight random people sat around a table together for the first time, learning something new and then getting to know each other. Um, As much as we love seeing a family or a group of colleagues come together and have a few good laughs and away from the office as well. Yeah. And the lockdown of 2020-2021 obviously changed how people go out and communicate in a group and a community. But do you find now that people are now starting to come back out again? 
Yeah, we've found that people, they do want to do something. They do want to come out of the house and meet new people, but they're still a little bit cautious. So that's, we keep our, um, our workshops quite small. We work from about four to eight people max um, if they don't know each other. And then when it's groups that do actually all know each other, we can make the um, workshop a little bit bigger. But yeah, people are loving coming out again and doing something social. Social. And as you said, they can have a drink, a soft drink, or maybe something a little bit stronger while they're doing it, just to <laughs> loosen up, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we serve a very aesthetic-looking wine um, by a brand called Ami, which is actually another small business here in the, um, in the UK. And then we serve a range of soft drinks, um, which are almost like non-alcoholic cocktails, again, by another small business here in the UK. So we are very big on um, supporting small businesses here as well. And Israel, what do people take away from a session here, other than just the finished work that they've completed? What, what do they get out of it, do you think? I think feedback in terms of take-home has been amazing. Um, I've spoken to people who have now found their new hobby or their new thing that they do at home as far as their like, me time goes. Um, we've got a guy that's come in and uh, he discovered calligraphy and now he just does that at home, took home his workbook and his uh, ink and everything and now he does that as his, his me time. Um, another lady came in and discovered she loves watercolours and that's now become her hobby at home. So I think it is come in and try something could be life-changing, may not be, but, you know, you have a great time anyway. And by your accents, you're not from Bradford and around here. I mean, you've come from the other side of the world and settled in West Yorkshire, from Perth, Western Australia originally. So how are you finding being here in the Bradford area? Oh, I love it. Um, I always think, like, no matter where you go in the world, there is beauty there. It's a matter of whether you can... You can see it, whether you're willing to go out and find it. Look, we moved here five years ago. I knew no one except the people that Izzy um, was friends with growing up here. Um, I've built a whole community here, all new friends, all, and I've, I've absolutely loved the whole experience. It, does, it is a little bit daunting. Um, <laughs> it can be a little bit scary to think, oh, my goodness, I have to start all over again as an adult. But it has been really, really fulfilling. And, and Yorkshire is such a beautiful place, like an absolutely incredible place. Um, we deliberately did not move to London because we wanted to see more of England. And we, for the first couple of years, we would literally just pick a random city, hire a car and go and explore it, whether it's up here in the north or a bit further down south. But we, we love England and we love it here. So this is now home, yeah? Yeah, Bradford is, I used to say it's an adopted home, but it is, it's home, full stop. I think it's a beautiful place to be, uh, exciting place to be, especially with Bradford 2025 um, coming up. But I don't think there'd be anywhere else in the world we'd want to start this business other than Bradford. Okay, well, that's a ringing endorsement, which is brilliant. <laughs> what's the best way to find out what's going on here? So we have a newsletter, which um, you can sign up to. So it's just at tyrostudios.com forward slash newsletter. Um, we have an Instagram at tyrostudios. We have a Facebook at tyrostudios. We have a LinkedIn at tyrostudios. <laughs> In fact, um, everything is at tyrostudios. Everything Tyro is at tyrostudios. So wherever you want to find us, whatever platform you're looking on, we're probably there at tyrostudios. Okay, well, good luck for the future. Thanks for talking to us today. And I'll be back to practice my calligraphy at some point. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. We look forward to hosting you. Right, let's get on a train now. I'm just boarding the Keithley and Worth Valley Railway at Oxenhope, slap bang in the middle of Bronte country. Immaculately turned out staff on the platform, beautifully tended flower beds, suitcases on trolleys awaiting the porters and the hustle and the bustle of passengers. So let's get on board. 
and we're off. Heading towards Keithley, and I'm joined by the operations manager here, uh, Noel Hartley. Noel, this is incredible, isn't it? What a beautifully well-maintained heritage railway. It is fantastic. Um, our volunteers, all 700 of them, do a great job in um, looking after the railway. Um, it's just obviously a day like today, nice and sunny. It's fantastic to see so many people around. And if you love railways and you love your movies and your TV, you've probably seen this place in goodness knows how many different productions now. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, this summer's attraction for us is the Railway Children Return, which is out in cinemas now. And back in 2018, we had um, the producer come along and ask about doing that film. So it's, it's been a bit of a bit of a long haul to get it over the line, I believe. But, you know, it's been a great experience and filming it was fantastic as well. But I think in terms of, you know, what we what we normally have, we have a lot of film companies coming here. Um, always really interested in the variety of steam engines and diesels and carriages and all the different heritage vehicles that we've got, but also the, you know, the scenery, fantastic scenery that we've got and, um, and the stations as well. They're all, like you said, they're all well-maintained and, and lovely places to be. Well, the Railway Children, obviously the original, is the one that probably most people know this stretch of railway from. Obviously, the Railway uh, Children return, Peaky Blinders, Brideshead Revisited, even Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall, had a bit to do with the Keithley-Worth Valley Railway. That's right, yeah. I mean, they shot a music video here, but I, I mean, certainly recently, even people who are watching TV at the moment will see us on um, All Creatures Great and Small. You know, it's it's all kind of anything from a period drama or period kind of series to uh, even contemporary things we even featured in um, a film with Keira Knightley in Official Secrets the other year and we've we've just been involved in um, filming part of a, a scene for Ali and Ava which is just a Bradford based film so there's lots of different things that we've been involved in and it's and that that you know will continue for a long time to come and I, I think that obviously the railway the original railway children was the first time that the railway saw um, you know, its appearance on the big screen and, and it kind of was that that was the, the kind of stimulus for other TV and film companies coming along here. Why do you think they come along? What is it that this place has that other places don't? I think film and TV people are really interested in this railway because it's, it, it's got such a variety of different, different areas of the railway. So you can have anything from um, an urban backdrop to a, a countryside station backdrop to to kind of open fields and hills in the background. It, it, you kind of you kind of see everything as you go up and down the railway. Even though it's only five miles, you go from that industrial setting in Keithley to um, an urban area around Ingrow, and, and then you go out into the country for, towards Oakworth when you see you know Oakworth and it, like a lovely country station with fields in the background. Um, and also because we have. A variety of different rolling stock as well we've got anything from you know a, a steam engine and carriages from the 1800s to a more contemporary diesel unit that ran up until about three years ago so you've basically got all, all those different options of a film companies and, and they love being able to have control over a railway rather than trying to do things on the national network so there's there's all that flexibility which is which is why um, why I think we're popular but also you know we're really good at doing it as well so could train buffs um, get actively involved. Are you always on the lookout for volunteers? Absolutely, we are. Yes. I mean, like I said, you know, we we do have seven hundred volunteers or around that number. Um, we always try and encourage um, you know younger people to get involved. It is a great thing for for young people to do to get experience. So if you know you're a teenager and you're wanting to 
go into the world of work, then this place is, is so great for being able to do that. So how long is it before I can get behind the controls of a train here? Uh, well, that takes slightly longer. <laughs> I think driving a train is, is the one thing that does, that does take quite a number, of, a number of years to achieve. But it, again, when you do achieve it, it's a real, you know, a real, there is a real sense of um, a kind of a momentous occasion when you, when you pass your exam as a driver. But, you know, it, there's lots of, again, there's, there's jobs on the railway that you can do that take from sort of, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months to achieve um, to, get, to get to a point where you can do them. Or... You know, as I say, driving, you might it might take you ten years, but it's it's something that you aspire to or and and work towards, work up the ranks to get there in the end. So Michael Palin said on a great railway journey that a steam train in the English countryside is a really enduring image when the trains were always friendly. Yeah, and I think, you know, people enjoy coming to the railway to travel in, in what you know, what could be seen as going back in time really you know you're going back to that bygone era of of steam engines and carriages where you actually have a pleasant experience traveling in them comfy seats plenty of space um and it just it just kind of is that is that enjoyable experience that that you don't necessarily get on on more modern trains anymore yes our carriages are not are not fitted with aircon (laughs) so in the summer it's a bit it can be a bit warm but you know and again in the winter We've got steam heat. It's really atmospheric, um, and and you just don't get that. You just don't get that in, on the rail system anymore. So it, it kind of is, particular for people, young people or people who haven't experienced a steam train before. It's a great place to come um, and just kind of something that sticks in your memory for a very long time. And you're always updating and developing the line too. So if people have been here before, it's well worth coming back. Absolutely, it is worth coming back. I think, you know, we we run lots of different events for all different types of people who want to do different things. So, you know, we have we have dining dining type um, events. We've got a beer festival. We have uh, trains at Christmas where you can see Santa. There's dinosaur events, and you know, there's all sorts of different things going on. Um, obviously, this year we're, we've got displays to do with the railway children film. Um, and it's there's it, it something for everyone really, and I think um, you know as long as you are interested in in having a ride on a train, there's always some that added extra thing going on that might um, you know tick your box and, and make it an enjoyable experience for your family and, and keep the kids engaged as well. So thanks, Noel. Thanks for talking to us. How far off are we from Keithley? Uh, we're nearly there actually. So uh, yeah, we'll be rolling into into Keithley station in a few minutes. Perfect. I'll let you get on then with the important job of running this wonderful piece of line, the Keithley Worth Valley Railway. Thanks very much. Nice to talk to you. So I've left the train and we've headed to Ilkley to meet up with Amy, who runs a fantastic food business right in the centre, New Brook Street Deli. Hi, Amy. Hello. So when did you start the deli and, you know, why here in Ilkley? So we opened the deli two years ago. It was October 2020, just after the first lockdown. And I think it was about two weeks before we went into the next lockdown. (laughs) Crazy, maybe, but luckily it seems to have worked in our favour. So, yeah, Ilkley, because we're born and bred here, this is where I've been raised, I've gone to school, lived here, worked here all my life. So it seemed like the... uh, the perfect option. It must have been a bit of an uphill struggle to come through the pandemic, but you obviously had confidence that things were going to upturn. Yeah, definitely. One of the main things I would say about Ilkley is it's a great community and they definitely get behind you when you're 
local and you're from here and everything so yeah so luckily thanks to to Ilkley wonderful Ilkley you know we're still here and growing stronger every day and it's a mother and daughter operation it is yeah so you obviously <laughs> get on we do luckily coming into this we'd worked together previously for I think seven or eight years so we knew we could work together we have our moments and we bicker <laughs> but we always come together at the end for the <laughs> so, yeah, common goal exactly that's it but yeah no we um, we have more good times than uh, we barely have any bad times it's just a little bit of stresses here and there but that's about it really and you've got a fantastic location right in the center of Ilkley itself what can we expect if we were to come through the door oh all sorts we've got fabulous coffee we use Darkwoods which is a speciality coffee brand and they're just amazing we have homemade sandwiches and when we say sandwiches they are off the scale sandwiches they're not your regular everyday sandwiches we've got salads we've got quiches savory goods ice creams cakes cruffins and muffins all sorts to keep you going you've gone through the entire menu I have, there pretty much <laughs> <laughs> there's still more <laughs> and produce that you sourced do you yes. try and keep it local as, as much as that you can that was one of the main things when we opened is that we wanted everything to either be yorkshire based or you know local we wanted to support as many other businesses as we could um so yes yeah, so that's our our ethos and here in Ilkley, there's a fantastic food and drink scene. We've got, you know, the historic Betty's at the Box Tree and now yourselves at New Brook Street Deli. How do you fit into that offering, do you think, for the rest of the town? Well, I think that there's nothing quite like us. I know it might be a bit of a cliche to say, but, you know, there isn't another deli in Ilkley. We always try and offer something different that's not available anywhere else. Um, you know, and we've got a lovely outdoor seating area that on a day like today is just well you've seen it it's, it's full to the brim um so you know we de always try and offer something totally different that's not already on the market that obviously makes us unique and what's next what's next who knows maybe <laughs> a deli number two we shall see um we've got lots of big plans for the future so yeah so watch this space well it's about dinner time amy so what would you recommend from the menu for me oh definitely a coronation chicken sandwich or the jerk they're the two popular ones, I'd say. Thanks, Amy. That sounds brilliant. Let's head back inside. So it's time to turn our attention towards the arts in Bradford, and we've already visited St George's Hall and the Alhambra on this series of podcasts. But there's so much more to see and also get involved in as well. Joining me is Kamal Khan, who's a local playwright and creative, to tell us a little bit more. Hi, Kamal. Hello. Tell us about your work and especially how Bradford inspires you. Thank you for the introduction. I'm a writer and a performer based in Bradford, born and raised here um, and then moved back here after I um, left to go to university. And I decided to come back to Bradford because primarily it's where I grew up and it's where my first love was. And also most of my family live here. And as soon as I came back, I found that there wasn't much of an art scene then. And this was 2010. Um, and, you know, in those 10 years, it feels like the city has gone on this gigantic renaissance, um, which has brought back artists and creatives back into the city, um, which I'm delighted to be a part of today. All of my work that I've made over the past 10 years um, has been about Bradford, or Bradford is featured in some shape or form. Um, most recently, I worked on a film called Ali and Ava, um, and it's a, it's a love story set in Bradford, uh, and it's on Netflix at the moment. Um, um, and it was all, um, it's directed and written by Clio Barnard, who um, spent a lot of time in Bradford as she grew up. And it's a story, um, and I worked on it as a script consultant, which meant that I spent two and a half years uh, helping her to shape the story, 
um, etc. and the characters and the locations. Um, and it's what we called a love letter to the city. And it's available for everyone to still see now as well. But in the world of the arts and also culture, if you want, in the creative industries, for, for a writer like yourself, London is the place to be, or perhaps a Birmingham, a Manchester, or Leeds, which is up and coming. Not many people say that Bradford is where it's happening, but it is, isn't it? It absolutely is. I mean, I made the conscious decision to come back to Bradford, um, and it was partly influenced by personal circumstances, but at the time, it became really popular to kind of move to these big cities like London or Manchester or Leeds. Um, and I made the conscious, conscious decision not to be part of that popular trend. It's really unfair that cities, smaller cities like Bradford, um, often get misrepresented in terms of uh, the ecology that's available here in order to make work. Um, and then, you know, flash forward to 2022, you know, a lot of people are moving out, especially creatives are moving out of London because it's, A, it's unsustainable financially. But also they're seeing all the opportunities that exist in places like Leeds and Bradford or Manchester. Uh, and I'm really glad that I kind of was part of that movement, you know, 10 years ago. Now, we've already mentioned the Alhambra and also St George's Hall. Um, and they do a tremendous job in putting Bradford on the map and getting people to come into the city to take a look at art and also culture as well. But there is a massive art scene behind that, isn't it? I mean, we're just scratching the surface there. Yeah, I mean, I love the Alhambra. It's part of the reason why I studied architecture. It's a jewel in the in the city of, of Bradford. And, you know, it's great to be able to have shows, big West End shows that come to venues like that. But also, you know, in terms of the small scale work that exists, that's also really important in contributing towards the development and the ecology of the arts for up and coming artists. A couple of my favourite venues, um, we've got Carla Sangam, which is a really beautiful sandstone building, which used to be the old post office opposite the Broadway. And it hosts a whole programme of small scale studio works, dance, festivals and events. And also what they do is they have a pay-as-you-feel scheme whereby you watch a show and at the end of it, you as an audience, you get to decide how much you want to pay for it, which is great in terms of bringing in new audiences who might be put off by, you know, the prices of going to, to, going to see a show. Um, another one of my favourite venues is called Theatre in the Mill. Um, and it's a, it's a theatre and it's been on the university campus for about 25 years or so. And again, really fantastic at creating those opportunities for up-and-coming uh, theatre makers. We've got Javad Alipour, who, who who made work there and has gone off to make work in New York and internationally. Um, Alan Lane of Slung Low, who um, set up uh, the Slung Low in Leeds um, after, you know, beginning in Theatre in the Mill. And I think it's great that there are places like that available for up and coming artists. There are also companies that exist that don't have buildings that make work which are just as interesting, like Freedom Studios. And they're a theatre company that make work that are not based in theatre buildings. So they did a show at the Interchange, they did a show at the old Marks and Spencers building. Um, they also did an opera with ice cream vans in City Park. Uh, and they're also a really exciting company that allow audi non-traditional audiences that might not necessarily want to go to a building to experience work. Um, and one of my favourite uh, events that has popped up recently is an event called Front Room Poetry. And um, it's led by Kirsty Taylor. Um, who's a local poet, and um, it's gorgeous. So what they do is that they take over places like car parks, 
they set it up like someone's living room with you know with the old velvet sofas and the the tasseled uh, lampshades and and the rugs and they get a whole host of really you know national talent um and and they did one recently at the Asda car park in Shipley absolutely loved it so there's plenty going on but what it's also doing is yes it's giving people access to the arts to culture as well but it's also bringing together the very differing communities in the Bradford area which is an incredibly powerful thing to do. Oh, that's what I love. You know, you go to any of these events and there's always the most dynamic range of people. Um, and you realise, actually, Bradford has kind of like London in the sense that, you know, it's so cosmopolitan, um, but often it's kind of misrepresented in the sense that it's, it's divided, but it's absolutely not. And you see, you go to, the, I mean, you go to City Park, which is, you know, a really one of the biggest water features in the country, and you just see the wealth of people and communities that it brings together there. Um, and that, as a focal point, didn't exist, you know, seven years ago. And it's amazing to see how even, you know, a pool of water can bring people together. And then around that pool of water, then out, you know, spreads kind of theatre and, and culture. And so you've got the Bradford Festival. You've had um, uh, the, the, the Curry Mailer that happened this weekend in City Park. And also the Literature Festival. And it's just so gorgeous and so heartening to see all those people come together and, and culture is playing an instrumental part in doing that. And City of Culture in 2025 is only going to magnify that and make that even even greater. Oh, absolutely. Like times a million. I'm not old enough to remember those the, the campaign that Hockney led in 88. And then there was another one in like 2020 um, called Bradford Vision. Um, and, and I feel like Bradford has been waiting for, gosh, like 30 years um, in order to have its moment. And, you know, yes, we've had to wait 2025, but, you know, the best things in life are usually the things that take the longest to develop. And, and, and I'm really excited to see how the rest of the world will be able to be invited into our house, basically, and, and kind of have a party with us, a cultural party at that. Um, and one of the things that we're really keen to do is bring the wider district connected through the arts. So, you know, places like Shipley, Ilkley and Bingley and how those places contribute to the festival over the year as well. But also bringing those communities together from the Bradford area, but also online. During lockdown, on my social pages, I saw suggested ads for online theatre companies and things like that. And that's not going to go away. And it's extremely popular online theatre, isn't it? There has been a massive leap forward in digital work. And I have mixed feelings about it because I love it, but I kind of still yet learning to love it because um, I love the idea of going to live theatre, you know, where you see the actors sweat just dribbling down their faces. And what I particularly love about live theatre is that connectedness to other people as you sit in an auditorium with a thousand other people. And the, one of the great things about digital work is that it allows audiences not only within, you know, a, a small geography, but on a kind of international level as well, and also bring in artists together that might not ordinarily be in those spaces. I made a piece of work over lockdown, um, which is a play, and we had um, Bhavna Limbachia from Coronation Street and Krupa Patani from Hollyoaks in it. And ordinarily, we'd never get those actors in a play um, together, but we did over lockdown. 
And I also did another play called Alea After Antigone, um, which was produced by Freedom Studios. And it was a modern adaptation of a Greek play, Antigone. And again, we had audiences in Australia and Canada who who are streaming in. And ordinarily, you know, those people wouldn't come to Bradford because it's just because of the geographical boundaries. It's really exciting that it offers those kind of opportunities. Absolutely. And who would you say, apart from yourself, who would you say are the other up-and-coming actors, writers, directors, creative people in Bradford who are going to be hitting the mark maybe in a couple of years' time? Oh, right, yeah. There, there's definitely, you know, a wave of people coming through and I can't wait for other people to kind of experience their work. Um, so we've got actor Natalie Davis, who is in the new series of The Full Monty that will be on Disney+. Plus. Um, and so she's currently shooting that at the moment um, and she's a Bradford-born actress and again you know she made the conscious choice of, of living in Bradford um, and now the opportunities are coming to her. In terms of directors um, we've got a director called Dominic Leclerc again based in Bradford and lives in Bradford um, and again you know he always made the conscious decision of, of being rooted here um, and he's currently working on the new series of Sex Education for Netflix which is really exciting. And finally, um, we've got author Marcella Ward, who, um, again, from Bradford, has just moved from Oxford or will be moving from Oxford, where she spent most of her teaching life um, and is a children's author, to relocate to Bradford, which is so exciting. And so, you know, we're getting people like that and of that calibre moving back into the city. So there's lots going on and it must be an exciting time to be a part of it. What is the future for the arts in Bradford? I mean, what would you like to see happen if you could wave the magic wand? What I would like to see happen and what I am making happen is I would love to see a greater representation of the people. And so, you know, I'm working on a television series, um, hopefully that will be on by 2025. And again, you know, it's highlighting those stories that are my own lived experience having grown up here and putting those out on a national and international platform because I love Bradford and I want other people to love it as much as I do. So, exciting times ahead. Thanks, Kamal. It's great to see so many things happening in and around the Bradford area. Absolutely. And, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg um, and I'm just one person. And, you know, if you went out there, you know, the the other people will tell you the other hundreds of things that are happening as well. So um, I'm just really excited to be part of this, this, this rebirth Um, of art and culture that's happening in Bradford now and hopefully into the future as well. I'm sure you'll agree, taking a closer look at Bradford, there really is so much to see and do in this fabulous district. Thanks for listening to the Explore with Visit Bradford podcast. To get more information on this remarkable part of West Yorkshire, head to visitbradford.com. Until next time, goodbye from me, John Foster. John Foster.